It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pittsburgh Steel fans, welcome to this week's episode of Steel's War Room. I'm your host of this weekly show, Matt Peverell. The host of the show, as I always like to say, that puts you in the minds of, you know, Kevin Colbert, Omar Khan, Steel's front office, Mike Tomlin included, uh, is, is really the Steel's look to, to put together a winning roster. And, you know, at one and two, that winning roster is not really happening right now. Uh, you know, but before I get into it, I'd like to just say that obviously this, this podcast is part of the Behind the Steel Curtain Network. Uh, which obviously is behind steelcurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. And of course, the number of, you know, YouTube uh, shows, the live shows that become podcasts, uh, which occur every night of the week, uh, including Touchdown Under on a Saturday, which I co-host with uh, Mark Davison. And we actually host it live from the future, 14 hours ahead uh, on our Sunday morning. And then, you know, you have everything from, you know, the Hangover podcast to the Scobro show to the, you know, Know Your Enemy in Season uh, six pack with Tony, uh, as well. Obviously, Sunday night, you've got the game, so you've got the post game show. Um, then they have a Sunday night game. Then you've got this is part of the uh, part of the noon shows, um, along with Jeffrey Benedict's, uh, you know, on the cutting room floor, which is a tra- fantastic show. And thank you for Jeffrey to calling out this show last week, appreciate it. Um, I was, I always love his show as well, so I appreciate the shout out there. And so, if you're listening to this for the first time because Jeffrey recommended it, well, I'm glad to have you and uh, I hope you enjoy the show. Um, in terms of what we what we do on this one, where we talk about all things roster, current, and I do the rookies report, rookie report now in season as well. Uh, usually we're going to look at players that are coming through the draft too, as we to sort of build out a bit of that draft. 
draft depth chart, particularly if you're thinking around, you know, who the Steelers might draft, but also if you don't have time to watch college football games as well, I like to give you a bit of an insight into what's happening there. Um, and then we've obviously got the fantasy football fix. Um, you've got what Ian's talking about. You've got the the ranking show with the Ohioans. And then you've got Jeff Monday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, let's ride. You've got the stat kick on a Thursday and you've got the live mic on a Tuesday. So that's all that's all that content. But that's 25 unique podcasts uh, each week, not including part twos of shows. So it's massive amount of content. You know, and you know what? Even if the stills are losing like they are right now, what better way to deal with it? What better way to vent it out? Uh, and I think as Jeff likes to often refer to the fact is that for us, it's a bit of therapy. You know, we get to sit hot behind here, behind this mic uh, and, and talk about, you know, the Steelers and our thoughts and, and build off what we're seeing and what have you. And I think it's pretty interesting from the perspective of, you know, uh, when, we, when we think about it uh, around being able to be, have this voice. And so actually, you know, I give full credit here to Marky, Marky Dean and Marky Davison. He kept, he's kept me updated this week on a couple of different shows. I thought I'd actually take a step back. So I apologize to all my BTSC colleagues. I thought I'd take a step back and actually not listen to much. I've tried to hold off watching much on uh, any of the other YouTube sort of shows that I occasionally have a look at from different people like an Arthur Motes. I tried to hold back from other NFL podcasts. I have listened to one uh, since the weekend with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks because it was titled Slow Teams and obviously the Pittsburgh Steelers were actually referenced there um, as were the Seahawks, the Chiefs uh, that they were looking at as well. And so I, yeah, as I said, I pulled back. Because I want to give myself a chance to get a bit of perspective. Not all the time do we give our chance ourselves a chance uh, to have a bit of perspective there. And I wanted to sort of just deal with it because, you know, and I'm no greater fan than anyone else out there. You know, I'm probably a greater fan than a lot of Pittsburgh Steelers fans, but there's probably loads of Pittsburgh Steelers fans that are greater than me. Um, that being said, you know, when you're an Aussie on the other side of the world and, you know, you've got two podcasts per week, um, you know, and also, you know, you wake up and a lot of the time at 3 a.m. in the morning, thank God that's moving to 4 a.m., you know, we're going changing daylight saving this weekend. And also Mondays of public holiday in Australia. So I actually get up and wake up, watch it, really excited there. Who knows, Marky D and I might even do something as part of Steelers Nation Australia. Uh, but, you know, uh, as I say, when you're sort of that crazy a fan, it's a hard thing to get up at 3 a.m. in the morning and watch a team lose. In full disclosure, I usually actually sleep in an extra hour after the game starts and I fast forward through like all the ad breaks and sometimes when there's like a, you know, um, someone might be getting, you know, an injury break or, you know, there's pen- some penalties and what have you. I, you know, I, I try and get through that, which actually helps me because like I get that extra hour of sleep and by I can actually catch up. Um, it's almost by half time in the third quarter. So I have to, you know, be careful not to go on any social media. But, you know, the big games like the start of the season, what have you, I am up at that 3 a.m. I slept in with the Raiders game till about 4.30 a.m. And then I was able to get through that and fast forward. And then I had to go back and watch a bit, obviously, because I'm analyzing it in two different shows and wanting to engage with my BTSC colleagues on uh, on our Slack channels. And of course, a lot of you guys, listeners on on Twitter. So hit me up at Matt Pev, M-A-T-T-P-E-V. And actually, if you listen to the first time and you've got something you want me to cover off or have a look at or want to contribute, 
uh, Aussie Steeler, A-U-S-S-I-E, Steeler91 at gmail.com. Email me. I'd love, to, I'd love to cover something. It's been a while since someone's emailed me with a, with a request. Um, the request there were awesome questions and I'm happy to even open up a mailbag segment um, for a couple of minutes if I know that Jeff does a similar thing but I'm happy to do a bit of a Q&A uh, questions with the Aussie session uh, if that if that's what you want to do uh, if I'm getting enough regular questions through but as I said you know this week I woke up in time I was like yeah you know what I'm going to watch it with the Bengals the Steelers are going to come back after the Raiders game and they didn't imagine getting up at that time you know, some of you might get up at that time. Some of you might be shift workers. Some of you might be truck drivers, nurses, police, other emergency response, um, you know, first responders. You know, you might be aged care workers. There's lots of different jobs um, that you're all hours of the morning. But for the average the average Joe out there, you know, to use the use that one of a better phrase, the average person out there, you know, you getting out at 3 a.m. to watch a team lose on a Monday morning, that's how you're kicking off your week. It's a pretty rough feeling. You feel a bit air, a bit yuck. Um, and it's funny, I'm lucky in my job. I, you know, I, I work on this side of the world, obviously, uh, and then throughout Asia Pacific, um, you know, that's my my job responsibility. I have the whole region, actually technically the whole southern hemisphere, the way it works. And uh it's kind of quiet for me on a Monday, um, in terms of the contact I have with people. Very busy because when I get a lot of the content work um that's part of my job uh done, but you know, it can be very quiet. And I think I needed that time on my own this week being transparent. So look, I, I basically just want to say before I crack into the show and, uh, you know, that this is how I've been feeling this week. And I get if you're a Steelers fan out there right now, you're feeling a bit flat. You know, it's kind of like, you know, when you, if you've been a bit sick and you recover after a few days and then, you know, you're starting to feel a bit bit better, but you just, you're just not, you're not yourself. That's what it feels like when the Steelers lose, particularly when they lose two in a row. You're just, we're just not ourselves. Um and you know it's a rut that we got to fix. Now, as always, let's say we're going to do the rookie report. Before I go into that, I do two things. I'm not going to go deep into draft and, and players today. I will point out there's a couple of really good games to watch this week, um, and and they are really I think Iowa against Maryland. Like so, if you're in the Pittsburgh area, we know as well that Steelers like drafting out of Maryland. Iowa's a pretty decent team right now. They're uh, ranked number five in the rankings there. So that might be an interesting game to try and catch some highlights of. BYU versus Utah State. Utah State's got a lot of super seniors. They might surprise you in terms of how many guys get drafted out of their next draft. So have a look at them. Uh, Michigan, Wisconsin, you know, always going to be a good game there. Uh, Wisconsin's not having a great year, you know, to be frank. You've got Georgia and Arkansas. Arkansas are rocking up the rankings. They absolutely Spanked. They spanked the Texas Longhorns, my team, a couple of weeks back. It was atrocious. They're playing Georgia. That could be a surprisingly good game. And if it wasn't for Mississippi playing Alabama, where you've got potentially the consensus uh, number one quarterback, you know, in the draft for next year, Matt Corral playing against Alabama, um, I would actually argue that Georgia Arkansas is the best game of, of the week. Uh, their Notre Dame versus Cincinnati could be interesting too with Desmond Ritter there for, for Cincinnati. Um, and I say Matt Corral going back to Alabama, Mississippi. Don't judge the score to decide whether Matt Corral is worth drafting number one as, in terms of the first of all the quarterbacks in the next in next year's draft. It's how he'll perform under the pressure. Right now, Spencer Rattler, like I, I was watching some evaluation of him 
And they were really right. They were right from what my perspective is. And that's, he doesn't have a superpower. You know, it's not his legs. It's not his arms. All right. It's not, you know, it's, it's on the good side of all right, but it's not the best arm you've ever seen. Um, you know, so whether he deserves to be a number one draft pick, you know, or the number one quarterback drafted, that's a bit of a question. Uh, you know, but Matt Corral is certainly doing a good job. You talk about someone like, you know, Sam Howell out of, you know, NC state there, you know, he, is trying to do too much. And and I agree with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks and that he is trying to do too much. And, you know, we know the Steelers were visiting him. Uh, you know, who knows if he was to fall or we could trade up a few spots. You know, he might be available at a number at a spot eight. You know, we traded up for Devin Bush. You know, we could, you could feasibly see us trade up for number eight there. Um, you know, and even my BTC colleagues this week have been talking about being, you know, um, having a high enough draft pick to draft Evan Neal out of um, Alabama, that could be incredible if we can do that. Uh, love Evan Neal. Uh, but that's going to mean the Steelers have a pretty average season. And then I think most fans are going to want a quarterback because um, Aaron Rodgers ain't coming next year. Sorry to crush your dreams. Uh, but in terms of, yes, yeah, some of those games, so I wanted to really preview those there. Florida, Kentucky, we could game Texas A&M against um, Mississippi State. Texas A&M need to keep rolling with the wins. Um, Oregon, can they keep going against a team like Stanford? Uh, Penn State, Indiana, that, that could throw up something interesting there. Uh, and then the other one is Hawaii, Fresno State. And I say Fresno State. Fresno State's having a sneaky good season. There's going to be a number of players drafted out of those guys. Uh, right now, they're ranked, yeah, 18th of the top 25. That there's going to be, as I say, a number of guys drafted out of them. And you're going to be quite surprised at just how well they do from that perspective. So, you know, keep an eye on Fresno State and some of the different players that are that are coming out of there. But look, that wraps up the 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 college and the draft element for this week. I'm not going to go heavy into pro- player profiles. Uh, I really wanted to get to get to the rookie report, but we're going to do that in part two. For the rest of part one, you know, when I I wanted to just think about like the the Steelers roster. Right now, and you sit there and you go, okay, Matt, what do you like the Steelers roster? Like, we know that the Steelers roster looks like. But when you're watching those games that I mentioned, and said, I'm not going to go through and look at players, you know, in the college game right now to look at. But I want you to think about some of the positions of the Pittsburgh Steelers, right? Now, you know, you know, those rookies. Obviously, with the world, we've got a quarter 17 year, you know, vet in, in Ben Roethlisberger there at the quarterback position. Then there are some other key positions where we've got some older guys, right? Like Joe Hayden, Tyson Alawalu, who's you know, on IR, Cameron Haywood. You know, you've got Melvin Ingram. You've got, you know, Eric Ebron, Trey Turner, Stefan Tewitt. You know, and we've tried to get younger at the defensive tackle position because there's a few defensive tackles or defensive ends, you know, when you think about how the Steelers play them that I've mentioned there. But DB, you know, and the O-line, you know, we know the O-line's pretty young. You know, but then you've got a guy like Joe Hague who's been around five years. They're probably some of the they're probably the two positions that I think we really need outside of uh, outside of quarterback. And that's what's going to be interesting, really interesting for the Pittsburgh Steelers is what emphasis do we place on drafting which player? You know, and that's why it's interesting to see can Ben Big Ben bounce back? You know, I agree that this is the losses aren't his fault, but he's not playing good football. And for me, the O-line, you know, if they're playing marginally better he would be playing a lot better. Also, the O-line could give him more time to make better decisions or at least create gaps for Najee to balance out his mistakes. The problem we've got is that we do have a 39-year-old quarterback that's been beaten up and bruised and is coming only in his second season off a major season-ending injury in 2019. 
he can't survive behind that line. Now, I know I'm not saying anything new, but this is the problem is, is that, it, and, and people have talked about the chicken and egg nature of it, right? And so we're going to have to count DB out. And most people see him great that because like the Steelers can't draft a cornerback in the first round to save their lives. Fine. But there are some good cornerbacks where they were taken, if you look at it this year, and some game-changing ones as well. And CJ Henderson's off the board now. A lot of people thought he'd go to the Steelers. He's off the board um, with the Jags. I'm shocked at what they traded to get him. You know, I think the Steelers could have done a similar trade. However, the one thing I will say about CJ Henderson is he's not a fan of tackling, and that doesn't help. I think we're seeing we're missing Mike Hilton. And, you you know, if you're going to play in the slot, you know, and, and CJ Henderson moves around a little bit, got to be able to tackle and he's not, and it's not, I'm saying he can't tackle. He's not a keen tackler. I've heard that evaluation before. And then I've seen the tape and I, and I don't disagree at all. Um, but yeah, when I go through this group and then you look at the middle, middle linebacker position and Joe Schobert and Devin Bush, those guys will stick around for a while. So when I say, when it comes to offense, it's, we really need to draft a top offensive tackle or a quarterback. That's where it's steering for me. You look at every other position group, fine but the other thing is is both of those groups too we're gonna have to draft multiple guys at those positions because i know we're gonna have salary cap but they're guys they're positions that are going to command a lot of money and we might might need money for another quarterback we also need money to extend people and we need money uh you know at the same time to pick up some smart free agent moves and we're probably gonna have to pay a little bit overs next year as well because a lot of people uh are gonna know the Steelers have money and they're gonna ask for more uh, but at the same time, you know, obviously TJ Walker is now on his new deal. And so, and so will Minka Fitzpatrick hopefully be on another deal. The other thing is, well, you're going to keep Terrell Edmonds. That might create a massive gap at strong safety that you've got to fill. And some people might be going, great, we might be high enough to get Kyle Hamilton. Uh, uh, he ain't going to work uh, for what, what we use. And that's way too high a draft pick, in my opinion. And I think a lot of other people's as well. But look, that wraps up the non-rookie report part of Steelers Warren for this week, some things to think about in the draft, some, some honest opinions about where the roster is sitting right now. Join me for part two, a set rookie report. So we're going to look at how the Steelers rookies did last week and also have a look at the rookies on the, on the Green Bay Packers. And I will say, I'd forgotten how many names, how many draft names uh, the Green Bay Packers picked up. I'd forgotten that they had multiple picks um, you know, more picks than than seven there. You know, it had sort of slipped my mind. And actually, they had a bit of a bit of a draft that flies under the radar, even if the performance of the team, you know, the performance of these rookies through three weeks hasn't been hasn't been huge. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas.
And we're back on Steel's War Room. I'm your host of this weekly show, Matt Peverell, the host that puts you in the minds of, you know, Omar Khan, Kevin Colbert, Mike Tomlin to a degree, and the Steel's front offices, they put together a winning roster, whether it's 2021 or into the future. But yeah, Mike Tomlin's never had a losing season. You've got, you got to throw your eggs in his basket, even if it's looking a little bit rocky and shaky right now, or that wicker basket's got a few, a few holes in it that need patching. So, look, I wanted to have a look at, uh, as always, with the rookie report, uh, we look back at the previous week's um, the previous week's players and what they contributed. Now, obviously, the Pittsburgh Steelers here, you know, we lost the game 24-10. There's no real bright spots to say about it. A touchdown in the second quarter, a field goal in the fourth, it's pretty average, you know, and we got... We got pretty targeted there um, by Jamar Chase. He had that, you know, the rookie from them, 34-yard uh, touchdown there where he really stretched the defense. Uh, he had another touchdown as well. Um, sorry, well, no, Jamar Chase had the nine-yard reception that got Evan McPherson, you know, the kick. Evan McPherson was um, another rookie for them that did well. And uh, Pat Freeman has got a four-yard pass. So actually, it was really the rookies uh, that showed up this week in the in the Cincinnati Steelers game. But let's look at the Steelers rookies. Now, I'm not going to go, like, the O-line, I mean, they they played like rookies. That's all I'm, I'm going to say. They play like rookies. Uh, but Najee Harris, I think he's one of the standouts there, obviously. 40 yards or 14 um, rushing attempts. He had a long of 20 uh, he had 19 targets in the, from the receive, receiving perspective, uh, 14 receptions for 102 yards, a long reception in 21, played lights out. Um, you know, it was, it was just three, four yards in the backfield. You know, it's been well documented, you know, making plays. Massive, massive performance from him. Uh, then you look at, you know, Pat Freeman, as I said there, he had uh, five targets, three receptions, 22 yards, one touchdown, one of 15. Played a good game, right? He did enough that he needs to do at the tight end position. Uh, so, you know, it's it's exciting for to continue to watch Pat Freemuth. And as I said, it was either on this show or I think it was last week's touchdown under, you know, for Pat Freemuth, it's not, you know, it's not about the stat numbers. It's the impact that he's making and he's making an impact. That's the thing. He's making. He's really making an impact. Um, so it's it's pretty exciting. You also had Cody White. Uh, Cody White contributed uh, the wide receiver, wide receiver position. Uh, he you know had two targets, two receptions, seventeen yards, along of eleven. You know, great to see him in the mix. You know, at the end of the day, he could have dropped those two passes. He didn't have to do a lot right. Uh, with Steelers where he wasn't going to change the game for him, but he didn't do anything crazy wrong for me. And that, and that was exciting uh, from my perspective. On the defensive side of the football, uh, you know, when you look at the Pittsburgh Steelers there, I mean, it was, it was, just, <laughs> it's hard to look back at this game. I will say, I, I said to Mark, and I, you know, I'm previewing it for those uh, that do listen to both this and touch and under, I said Terrell Edmonds would have a massive game. I said the safeties and I said Minka would set Terrell Edmonds up. Uh, Terrell Edmonds just, I know he's not a rookie, but he had five tackles, two solo, one tackle for a loss. And he had the interception for 15 yards and a pass deflection. Like he played, he played really well. So I just wanted to give that shout out to him. And I know he's not a rookie, uh, but he's showing why we hopefully we don't have to be drafting a rookie to replace him uh, uh, next year. Uh, Derek Tutska, um, undrafted out of in North Dakota State, the, the college famous for uh, Carson Wentz and for Trey Lance. He had... Two combined tackles, one solo, um, one assist. 
There, Trey Norwood had three tackles, no pass defenses. Uh, you know, and from that, it, it started to get pretty minimal. Like Isaiah Loudermilk had one tackle. You know, Jimmy Jones had one tackle. He's obviously now been waived by the Steelers and picked up by the Rams. So, you know, people are starting to debate, should they have kept Quincy Roche? Uh, the, de- the defense really, like, it's hard, to, it's hard to say a lot about this, to be honest, because it was just such a flat game from the Steelers players. Like, it just, it, was, it just wasn't much in it. Like, it's it's hard when you go through these these stats, you know. I wouldn't say as well with Najee, probably the stat that I didn't sort of talk about was that, you know, while he had four drops, I'm not worried about, you know, that that drop ratio, um, you know, because he caught, you know, 85, almost 86. Um, sorry, he had a rating of, of 86, uh, according to pro football reference. But what I was going to say is he broke four tackles for me, which is huge. Uh, I think, you know, those broken tackles are massive, uh, you know, from that perspective. And then when I look at like Trey Norwood as well, you know, he didn't have the best game, you know, on the passes he allowed, he, he allowed pass a rating of 106.2, you know, it's just, there was just not a lot from this game. And when I look at Jimmy Jones as well with being waived, he missed 50% of his tackles. So that's one thing to keep as an FY. You can't do that in this NFL. I mean, I know you only make one tackle, you miss the other. Like, that's really hard, but you, you can't miss tackles, particularly when you're a guy, a depth piece, you're TJ what Alex Highsmith out. You can't do that. And those guys are massive losses for the Steelers at the moment. So there's just not a lot to say about this game, right? It's just not a lot to say about this game from the Steelers rookies. And I think they need to bounce back. And the O-line really needs to bounce back next week. Uh, you know, in terms of snap counts, you know, Dan Moore, you know, 100%. Najee Harris, 95%. Kendrick Green, 89%. You know, uh, Pat Freyamuth, he had 36% of the offensive snaps. Um, Cody White, only 11%. You know, from a defensive perspective, you know, you had Trey Norwood playing 30%, Jameer Jones 43%, Tootscar 57%. Uh, so you start to see where the rookies were contributing for there. Isaiah Loudermilk 19%. There's it, just, it's really hard to get something out of this game. Like, I'll just be straight up. It really is. It's not, you know, just because you get beat by 14 by the Bengals at home in week four. You know, there's just the stats, are, the stats are bad. The play was bad. Let's just put it behind us. But with that, then let's turn our let's turn our minds to to the Green Bay Packers. So the Green Bay Packers, you know, made lots of different draft picks. Um, as I said, they've actually you know got, got quite a few. Then it's like nine. Um, oh, sorry, eight. It might be eight, and then one undrafted free agent. Now, the first player that they uh, drafted was Eric Stokes, defensive back, taken twenty ninth overall in the draft. He's played uh, all three weeks of the season, uh, which is which is great for him, Eric Stokes. There, I haven't been able to catch him on tape, so I'm going to go off these stats uh, pretty quickly. Uh, to date, he's got four pass defense, uh, six tackles, two solo, four assists. He, um, I said four pass defense. There, he's started one game. He's played in three. Uh, from that perspective. He's allowed an average quarterback rating um, on his targets of 79.4. So he's actually done really well from that perspective. He's 
only played, he's played 65% of the defensive snap. So while he hasn't started uh, all three games so far, he's played, he's contributed quite a bit. And he also contributes on special teams, having played 44% of those. He's yet to miss a tackle. Pretty good for a cornerback in that position. He'll be number 21 uh, in this week's game. And he's allowed only a third of the passes targeted his way to be completed uh, so, so you know, he's a he's a pretty decent cornerback uh, there. They did well with him. He had a forty yard time of four point three one. You know, he is weighs one hundred ninety four pounds. I think he's six foot flat. Um, you know, so an interesting player there. Yeah, six foot flat, hundred hundred ninety four pounds. Through an hour system in Australia, one hundred eighty three centimeters, eighty seven kilo. It's a good player. Uh, you know, and and expect him to put pressure on for the against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, in this week's game. The next player that I wanted to preview was the second round pick, uh, Josh Myers, who the Steelers were rumored, you know, or the, a lot of people were saying could the Steelers draft him. I was open to him as well. We picked Kendrick Green the following round. And, you know, a lot of people might not be out high on Kendrick Green at the moment, but but they clearly liked Green. And I don't think we've lost anything by allowing the Green Bay Packers to beat us to the punch here on uh, drafting Josh, Ma- Josh Myers. Uh, he's actually played 100% of the offensive snaps through all three weeks. Now, the Green Bay Packers lost Corey Lindsley uh, to the Chargers, so they really needed to fill this spot, and I think they filled it well. I'm not saying Josh Myers is a bad player at all. Uh, number 71 there. So he's played 100% of the offensive snaps. He's played no special teams. Uh, you know, I don't have PFF stats. I go off pro football reference. So, you know, but I've not heard anything super negative in anything that I've previewed um, around him. So that's that's the best thing. When you're looking at an offensive player, if you're not hearing about them, it's probably a good thing. Um, you know, we have a saying actually in Australian politics, when you're not seeing the government, you know, on the on taking up every article on the front page or the first five pages, they're doing a good job. I think it's the same thing uh, to, to this degree when you're thinking about the offensive line. Um, so... When it comes to Josh Myers, he's someone to look out for. You know, hopefully the Steelers can can trick him a little bit there. Uh, but you know, he's he, he's a really you know big contributor for them, playing a really key position. We know what that looks like. Um, you know, and then next to him, I think it's worth uh, you know looking at Royce Newman, uh, who who's in the guard position for them. Um, and so Royce Newman was the player they took in the fourth round, 142nd overall. So he's a top 150 player, six foot five, 310 pounds out of Mississippi, uh, you know, and he's played in all three games as well. He's played 100% of the snaps. So he and um, just like we've got, you know, Green and more in you into this offensive line, you've also got um, for the, the Packers, uh, we've got Dotson between our two guys, but they've got, you know, Newman and, and uh Newman and, and Myers, who I previewed there. And so that's what's really interesting. What's the pressure that the Steelers' defensive line can put on? And the Packers are probably counting themselves lucky. They're not playing Alawalo and Tuit, um there with the Steelers. But, uh, you know, TJ Watt and Highsmith may be back. Uh, I think that's that's still in the cards, or Highsmith may be another week. But, you know, the Steelers will still find ways to put them under pressure. And I wonder if someone like a Loudermilk will show his high-drafted uh, rookie uh you know, collegiate mates, if that's what you want to call them, but the class, the rookie class of 2021, it might show them up. Who knows? Uh, there, or maybe even Derek, 
Tutska. Um, and I, I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, but also Royce Newman's been playing a bit on special teams too. So he's been playing almost a quarter of their special team snaps. Again, as I said, they're, you know, they're forming a, a nice little partnership here. And Aaron Rodgers is, you know, back to playing some good football. That generally will mean your offensive line is pretty good. Like he can probably put the team on his back more than Ben can with the Steelers. But at the same time, he can't do it all on his own. The next rookie out of Green Bay to preview is linebacker Isaiah McDuffie out of Boston College. Uh, and he was taken uh, 220th overall in the sixth round. Boston College is where um, where Luke Keekley came out of, off the top of my head. Uh, he's played in two games so far this season. He, they've both been on special team snaps. So, you know, about, I mean, he's only played on special teams. He played 60% of those in week three, 43 in week two, expecting to do the same. But they might put him in a package to get the Steelers off guard. I think we saw that last two weeks with the Bengals. Like, even in Jackson Carmen, like, he hadn't been playing and then he ended up playing that game. So, you know, don't be surprised if you see this guy make a play uh you know on special teams but equally don't be surprised if you see him you know in some of the packages against Steelers to show them something new and put Brent under pressure. Uh the next player under preview was the fifth round draft pick their other defensive back 5'10 184 pounds uh Shamad Jean Charles or Jean Charles out of Appalachian State. They're known for producing decent um defensive backs as well. You know he's played one game that was week three. So you're starting to what's the trend you're starting to hear from me? The Packers, if they're not having, you know, weekly starters, they've got guys that are starting to work in through the first few weeks of the season. We know the Steelers are famous for doing, traditionally doing that, but we've had to play a lot of key uh, rookies in in key positions over the last couple of years and moved a little bit away from that. Um, You know, but really, I think from him, he's played 52% of the special team snaps. So look for that again. But as I said before, with McDuffie, look for how they, the, the Green Bay Packers may choose to leverage him to show the Steelers something different and put them under pressure. The next player I want to look at was uh, Kylan Hill, seventh round draft pick, uh, two, 256 overall. I think it's almost the last pick in the NFL draft. Uh, you know, and, and he was drafted out of Mississippi State, 5'10", 214 pounds, Kylan Hill there. He's played in all three games so far this season. Week one, he had five rushes for 14 yards. Week two, he had two rushes for eight yards. Last week, he played uh, special teams pretty much. He had played 41% of those snaps, but he did have a kick return for 21 yards. Uh, so look for him. He can make he can make a splash play there out of special teams. You know, could they use him in the short passing game as well? That that's an option for him, uh, and, and and he's a fast guy um, in many respects. He he runs a four five one forty, but I, I think his shuttle was like four three five, um, and his three cone was seven point one three. And and I do think he's one of those guys that might have a bit of deceptiveness to his speed. Next player is Amari Rogers, who right out of Clemson, who so he's going to be this bit of a Swiss Army knife running back, uh, you know, or pass catcher out of the backfield and wide receiver. Uh, he was taken in the third round, 85th overall, uh, as I say, out of Clemson there. Really interesting. He's just turned 22 years old. He's played. He's only had one target for one reception, uh, you know, receiving. Otherwise, he's pretty much just played special teams in the return game. Hasn't done a lot there. Don't let that fool you. He's another guy. Could he be a breakout? Could he show the Steelers something that they're not aware of when the Steelers are marking up against guys like Devontae Adams and, you know, uh, Jay Sternberger and those sorts of guys? 
Jack Heflin was an undrafted uh, defensive lineman, 6'3", 304 pounds out of Northern Illinois, and he also played at Iowa. Uh, he played in week three, but again, he played special teams. So I don't expect him to make a massive contribution, but you heard the name here first. If, if he does something or maybe, you know, there's hopefully there's not a special team turnover or something. Uh, to Daryl Slayton was drafted in the fifth round, 173rd overall by the Green Bay Packers. He's a defensive lineman, 6'4", 330 pounds. He's played in all three games, uh, you know, but his snaps are going down, interestingly. So maybe it's disappointing. Maybe he's battling an injury. Uh, he had half a sack last game, despite only playing in two snaps or 3% of the defensive snaps. Week one, he had a quarter of the defensive snaps. Uh, in week two, he only had 11%. He's had a, he had the quarterback hit um, and the half sack as well last week. So, you know, one tackle, I mean, not a massive contribution, but when you're playing two snaps, how can you be? Again, he could be someone that, you know, makes a difference in a package, particularly, behind, you know, facing a Steelers O-line that we know is looking pretty shaky. Second last player I'll preview is Jake Hansen, offensive lineman, 6'4", 296 pounds, pretty light for an offensive lineman there. He probably needs to put a bit of size. Uh, Adam Oregon, you know, they play, you know, a bit more nimble uh, sort of style offensive lineman. You know, he was drafting the sixth round, 208th overall. Hasn't played this season. So unless there's an injury, you're probably not going to see this guy take the field. But again, be aware of the name. Be, um, you know, he played at Oregon as well. He's not a, not a terrible player or anything like it. Um, you know, so you know, we'll see what we'll see what he does there. Uh, but he's actually, I think he's in the second year, so I think he's a rookie because he hasn't played yet at all. Yeah, that's correct. That's correct. Uh, and then you've got Ladarius Hamilton. Uh, you know, undrafted, six foot two, two hundred sixty one pounds, linebacker. I don't think he's played a game yet. No, he hasn't. Uh, you know, again, nothing much there. But that gives you an insight into the into the Green Bay Packers. And I think, as I said, that the biggest thing about this Green Bay Packers team is looking at the guys on the offensive line. And it, unfortunately, you're only going to see if they're doing well if the Steelers aren't getting sacks, the Steelers aren't getting pressure on Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers is making plays. And then we just got to hope we don't see, you know, plays from Amari Rodgers or, uh, you know, Highland Hill and special teams or, you know, out of, you know, the short passing. And again, we hope we don't see plays from a guy like Eric Stokes, who is a really, really good uh, young quarterback, uh, cornerback that he's developing. With that, that wraps up this week's Steel's War Room. I'm your host of the show, Matt Peverell. And I just got to say, as much as we're down in the dumps, heads up, terrible towers at the ready. Black and gold on. Maybe you got the white jersey, so it's the white and gold with black trimmings. You know, maybe you got the block numbers, whether they're the white block numbers, you've got an old jersey, or you've got the color rush. But get your Steelers stuff together. Get ready. The Steelers are going to want to bounce back, even if they can't get the win this week. They might, they're going to want to look to put on a good show and show that they're not out of this title fight. There's a great saying is that when the going gets tough, the good get going. Let's hope the good get going this week. And I don't want to hear after the game, we fired all our bullets. Uh-uh. I agree with Arthur Merritt. You rock up with extra magazines. You rock up with a cache of weapons. You rock up with anything, uh, anything you can. If you've even got a fight with a fork for all, you know, get, get the Dan Campbell on, bite the kneecaps off kind of stuff. So with that, go Steelers.
Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply it's time for today's lucky land horoscope with victoria cash Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.